0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. It is currently Thursday, May 13th, and you are listening to today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by up 5 Media. My name is Darian Phillips, and I am joined by my partner in crime over there, Simran Sandhu. And up first today, listeners, we've got some recent insight on how the Small Business Relief Program is playing out, and I'm going to go ahead and pass this one off to you, Simmy, so take it away.
1: All right, let's get down to brass tacks. The coronavirus relief package that was issued back in March brought $650 billion in tax breaks for U.S. companies. Restaurant operators and small businesses are really depending on this, but so are large corporations such as Chipotle, Walt Disney, and American Airlines, which plan on reporting tax deferrals or benefits exceeding $100 million each. And yesterday also brought news
0: from the Supreme Court that could drastically shift the landscape for this year's general election. Now, back in 2016, we saw an unusual spike in rogue votes from electors, and now lawmakers are debating whether members of the Electoral College should have to follow the popular vote in this year's election.
1: And as we talk about 2016, ex-Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort has been released from prison and is now placed into home confinement due to the virus. Manafort, who is 71 years old, will continue serving a a seven-and-a-half-year sentence for tax and bank fraud from his northern Virginia home.
0: And we've also got a huge update on recent producer price index numbers. And for those who are unfamiliar, the index measures the prices businesses receive for their goods and services. And according to the Labor Department, the prices have fallen a seasonally adjusted 1.3% from this time last month, which is the biggest dip since the birth of the index back in 2009.
1: And on a similar note, U.S. consumer prices posted their largest monthly decline since the 08 recession as energy prices and demand fell for various goods and services. This was measured by the Consumer Price index which fell by 80 basis points in April. And after reflecting on those
0: dismal numbers, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announced that further stimulus will be necessary in order to support the economy's recovery. That said, Mr. Powell's remarks were a cause for concern to investors, to say the least, which ultimately led to a decrease of roughly 1.5 to 2% for all major indexes yesterday.
1: Well, the economy does have one thing going for it right now. As states begin to reopen, gasoline demand has improved significantly, but it is still down 30% for an average of $1.86 per gallon of unleaded gas, according According to the AAA. However, analysts do believe gasoline prices could reach an average of $2 a gallon by the end of this year if demand continues to improve. And before
0: we move away from markets today, listeners, I wanted to quickly mention some activity that we've been seeing from investment bank giants recently. According to the Wall Street Journal, BlackRock, State Street, and Invesco are pushing for exchanges to craft stricter definitions of what can and cannot be considered an exchange-traded fund. The company's proposal includes many suggestions, one of which was establishing a new naming system reflected in exchange data feeds that would go out to traders and investors.
1: And we've got some more details about the potential Uber Grubhub deal that we discussed yesterday. The current proposed deal values Grubhub at approximately $6 billion, and combined, the two companies would represent about 55% of the food delivery market. This would take over current market leader DoorDash, which has about 35% of market share as of Q1. And it's important to note that the deal could change, so stay tuned for more information in the next few weeks. And on the other hand, the meal
0: delivery industry as a whole received rather upsetting news yesterday as New York City votes to place a ceiling on the delivery fees that services like Grubhub and Uber Eats charge customers. More specifically here, listeners, food delivery companies will be prohibited from charging restaurants more than 15% per delivery order and more than a 5% fee on other services. And if these companies elect to not comply with these terms, they could face civil fines up to $1,000 a day per restaurant.
1: In a state such as New York remain on lockdown, we're seeing huge growth in worker monitoring tools used by companies, and according to a survey by staffing firm Robert Half, 60% of office professionals said they have a better work-life balance without a commute, and 74% said they would like to work from home more often once restrictions are lifted. Some companies such as Facebook, Google, and Twitter are embracing these stats and allowing their employees to work from home for the foreseeable future. But for now, that's all we've got for you. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter at up5media.com. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early Friday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news.